Hi everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Breeders Cup Special. We have our usual lineup for the Breeders Cup. We have Barry, myself, and jockey agent Jason Bidas is going to join us. We uh, have had some technical issues, but uh, we're going to push through and we were going to divide this up into two, but once we get everybody on, we're afraid <laughs> to do that. Anyways, uh, hope you enjoy. It's a little bit long, but, you know, you can fast forward to the races that you want to uh, hear about. Appreciate everyone listening, as always, and uh, be back here in just about a minute. Hey, guys, I want to talk to you about Play Up Racebook. It's a new United States-based legal paramutual horse racing betting app and platform. And it offers top-notch wagering experience, including tracks from all over the world. New players receive a 50% bonus deposit, up to $250, and generous wager rewards on top of that. This week only, Breeders' Cup week. Only make a $100 deposit and get an extra $25 in your account to bet on the Breeders' Cup. Just sign up, make your deposit, go into the chat on the app, tell them you want the Going in Circles $25 bonus. You'll receive your $25 the same day. Download the PlayUp Racebook in the Apple Store or head over to playup.com. Check it out. Sniper? Yes, sir. All right. Well, your link works. His does not. His uh, may not. I saw the number, but when I joined, it was not there. I don't know. It's a quandary. A quagmire, if you will. A quagmire of epic proportions. Um, we might as well get started. And uh, as soon as Jay connects, we'll hit him on the run. Um, Tua, right? The, the Friday card starts with the sixth race yes. of the day. Which is the um, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Sprint, which is a uh, an odd race, but it, it looks wide open this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going you got, through it, the it, favorites it, are, are Phillies, which is crazy. I mean, not crazy, but um, <clears throat> non traditional. <laughs> Yeah, and all the speeds lined up on the outside. That's another uh, the nine, issue. The 9, 10, 11, and 12 are all the speed horses. They're, they're drawn on the far outside, which is odd that they would all get um, you know, moored out on the outside, though I guess it uh, doesn't really make that big of a difference. Um, you know... What are your thoughts? Because uh, I've got a couple opinions on horses that might be taking money that I don't really like. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, it's one of those situations and races that I talk about frequently where you <clears throat> eliminate some horses and it leaves you with certain ones <laughs> and you just go with what what's left kind of deal. <clears throat> and I'm right. against I'm against the platinum queen. I can just tell you that right now. I I don't like the post. I don't like her running style from the outside post with all the speed right there. Mm, I don't, I don't know. She's going to have to work out a a trip or something. I, I I don't know what you can do from out there. Um because she doesn't seem like she's faster than the horses inside of her. If she could clear That'd be one thing, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, she might be faster than one of them, or maybe one of them won't handle a turf or stumble. But break bad. It's hard to believe that she's going to be faster than well, both of you know, or three of them. Because Sharp uh, as Tekka there, he's he's going to be sending two. Yeah, because he's on the inside of the other speed, so I, I can't imagine that they won't be sending as well. So that's uh, it's kind of a. Uh, little bit of a quandary for the platinum queen who picks up uh, about 10 pounds from her lightweight assignments against uh, older horses and and those are straight races as well so that's always a, a question mark uh making the turn and there's not many of them that have actually made a turn um the other horse that um is at least on the morning line, the second choice, I don't really like either. <laughs> I love Reigns. I'm not really fond of her. I mean, obviously, she's talented, <laughs> quick. And on her home turf, I would say, on her home surface. But I don't know. It just seems too obvious. And there, there's a lot to contend with here, especially with that outside speed. Uh, yeah, yeah, she gets she has she runs the risk of getting buried on the inside, yep. perhaps. Um, you know, especially with a big field and and like you said, all the speed on the outside can come over on everyone. Um, I mean, I, I think she's a horse that like wouldn't be like surprising if she won. No, but no, no. do you want to take a short price versus some other horses that seem like they have a, you know, a big shot as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I. I... I wouldn't want to take her at a short price. If she was, you know, like six, seven to one, you definitely would have to take a double take, but I don't think she's going to be near that price. Um, no, I, I, you know, I, I did think the, the, the morning line was a little bit off. I mean, cause I don't think there's any way private creed is going to be a lower price at post time than, Persian force. That's just me, but yeah, I don't. I don't even know how they're going to bet this race. To me, it's just. I think they're. I think people are just going to disregard the post, and they're going to bet the the twelve. And and I think you know people know Bob Baffert, you know just by name, and they might bet that horse too. Yeah, I don't like that horse at all. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't see the. I don't see the allure of that one. I've seen quite a few, few people, um, you know, speak as though that horse is going to be 
the favorite or, or or one of the horses to beat here. But I hope he is. But I don't think. I mean, his turf race just is is okay. Okay, I mean, yeah, he's not bad. He he belongs here, I guess, in this race. Um, but you know, being one of the shorter priced horses, I don't know. I mean, if he is, that's great for us because <laughs> we don't like him. Yeah, let me um, let me say <laughs> that I, I'd rather see. Um, Speedboat Beach and and uh, Tyler's Tribe facing off on the dirt, but um, we did try a, a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Dirt Sprint and it was a pretty much an unmitigated disaster. So we won't be clamoring for that race, but I don't really like either of them in this race. And it's not that they're not good horses, and it's not that they can't handle a turf. It's just that. You know they're, they're kind of used to getting their own way or bossing the other horses around, and um, you know especially Tyler's Tribe. You have an inexperienced jockey and a horse that's never really been tested, and a new surface, the microscope of the Breeders' Cup. Um, <laughs> there's there's you know, horse speed, speed inside and outside speed that's not just going to quit after a quarter mile like like uh, what's happened in his previous races. Um, and yeah, maybe he is that good. Maybe he'll draw off and win by five, but it's it's just tough to bet on that happening. Right with the with the whole picture of the the entire race. Right. Um, but I mean, I think uh, you could make cases for uh, Lady Hollywood from the Rail, um, Private Creed. If they hook up and there's a speed duel, Private Creed is. U.S. horse that will close ground. Um, his last race was probably a little bit better on, on uh, visual than it was on paper. Um, you know, Persian Force, the horse does nothing but run well. Uh, <laughs> the Ford. Mischief Magic is, is uh, Appleby and Buick. <laughs> so... Uh, this may not be their their specialty in shipping over here, but the horse has been keeping good company. Um, so, I mean, that one's in with a chance. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Oxymore. Um, I didn't think that that now 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 was a very good race. The horse who won at Webslinger um, was a maiden going into there, and uh, you know, kind of circled them, and it just seems like Oxymore's in here just because. There's no other better spot, um, but uh, no. To me, it's a it's a it's a wide open race, and like well, said, the pattern is, is definitely to me a bet against Oxymor and <laughs> kind of Speedboat Beach kind of fall in the same category for me, which is well, like you just said, you know there was no really other spot <laughs> and they end up here. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it's a, it is a million dollar race, you know, it's yes. not like, no, it's, you know, it's, it's worth, it's worth taking a not, shot. No. Yeah. But we don't have to bet on it. <laughs> nope. Um, but I, I did watch um, mischief magic's races and, and I thought they were very, very good. All of them. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, his running style is going to hurt him 
with the turn. No, he, he did run in, in one, uh, you know, it was a right-handed turn, but it was hey, a turn. Correct. Right. Yeah. That one. Yeah. The yeah. It was a, that was a really good race. It was actually visually impressive. Um, that race on the synthetic. And then, you know, I'm, I'm chalking that last one up. He, he really didn't get going. Um, and I, and I want to say it might've been the ground. He just was kind of spinning his wheels and he, and he ran okay. Um, but he has a pretty good turn of foot. And I think that's going to do him very, very well in this race. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're, um, getting involved in the all turf pick three, which this race is the kickoff leg. Oof. <laughs> That's a killer. <clears throat> I hope My you got a single, single one of the other ones. Else. You gotta have <laughs> you, you gotta have a real strong feeling about someone and you're at a single in this leg. But um yeah, I mean it kicks off a, a bunch of different wagers, the pick three, the all turf pick three and the pick five. So uh deep seems to be the play here. Um the second race is the the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies uh, on the dirt. Um, and I was talking to our guy, Hooves, who's uh, Matt, Matt Duggar, who's actually in Lexington for the, uh, the BCBC. And we were speaking about uh, how amazing it is that California racing has been... Um, Marginalized to the point where there's hardly any horses. Yeah, there's not many, the race. Not many California horses. <laughs> and uh, the Philly Tell Me No Lies, who's the the three horse in this race, who's won um, three in a row, broker maiden at Del Mar, then came back and won the Del Mar debutante by a head, and uh, repeated that going two turns in the chandelier, winning by three quarters of a length. And when I saw the thoroughbred numbers on the horse, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like these are numbers that wouldn't <laughs> break a maiden in um, in the East Coast or in Kentucky, like not even close. And the source is winning the stakes. So now it, it makes sense why um, very few of those guys shipped shipped uh, for this race. Um, but I like a horse a lot in this race, and it's a horse that has not got much love from the the masses. Um, I like one and too. I'm a little concerned that um, a speed duel might develop, <laughs> but I, I really like You're My Girl. And I was at Saratoga when she broke her maiden, and yes, it was New York Reds, but she just looked amazingly strong. Um, it, it, it's hard to say that the Rosario won by 14, but he, he seemed like he could have won by 20. Um, and I don't know that she got a tremendous amount out of that race, but Clearly she... over, wheeled her back in the Frisette going a mile in the slop at Baquaduck. And um, she ran really, really well. She set sharp fractions in the slop uh, on a track where speed was not particularly good. And when Chocolate Gelato came to her uh, at um, three sixteenths, it looked like she was going to draw away and just win easy. 
girl did not quit. I mean, she fought back hard. Um, and, you know, like I said, at, at the top of the stretch, it looked like uh, Chalka Chalata was going to draw off, looked like Leave No Trace, who got it chased inside, was, was going to, you know, run her over for second. And that didn't happen. Um, John Terranova has worked her three times since that race, um, including a work over the track, three quarters and 13 on the 22nd. And I really think that the inside draw is, is a big advantage for her because there's not a huge run to that turn. And if she breaks sharp, she's going to be the controlling speed. You know, the only concern I have is that uh, Grand Love, um, who I was a little bit surprised wound up entering in this race because she really didn't have much excuse in the Pocahontas. Um, and Asmussen's been kind of um, evasive when he when he said, you know, what happened there. Uh, he said, uh, I think he said on Steve Big Show that, that she'll never run that bad again. <laughs> so I don't exactly know what that means, but uh, but you know, she's had two starts and both starts went to the lead, including a sprint when she went twenty one forty four. So I don't exactly know what the plan with her is going to be. I like the fact that they have. Uh, Fufu on her because Jero is not the most aggressive rider. And I think if Johnny V makes his intentions known that he's going to the lead with You're My Girl, I think that Grand Love may wind up not getting in a duel with her and, and, uh, and, and rating. But um, I believe Chop Chop is, is going to be wildly overbet. And she mm-hmm. did run really well. I mean, the, the, take nothing away from her in the Alcibiades, but that trip is not going to win this race. No way. And, um, I mean, she, she did kind of have an excuse. She didn't break all that well and then ran on. But horses that don't break all that well, often don't break all that well again. Right. Often. Yeah. More than they should. Um, her number came back, came back slow. A little slower than I, I, I would have figured on the cheap. She, she did she did save a lot of ground. Um, you know, she wound up wide uh, coming for home to try to get around horses, but but um to me she's one to, to, to try to beat in here. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge um I'm not a huge fan of uh of Wonder Wheel. I mean I bet on Wonder Wheel last time. You're not? Oh, but I think Gaffleone won that race more than anything in that first turn mm-hmm. because from Pulse One he sent that Philly. He sent. He had to go. And you he remember there was a whole yep. lineup of horses outside of her, and he maintained that rail position and forced everybody two, three, four, five wide, um, and then got a little bit of a breather down the backside and opened up turning for home and and kind of held on. Yeah, just held on because the chop chop was flying. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Wonder Wheel, I'm guessing, is going to be rated in this race. I don't think that I, – I think he sent last time because he had Pulse 1 and he just didn't want to get buried on the inside. I don't know that she has to be on the lead. Um, and because You're My Girl has the inside position, I'm, I'm guessing that, that uh, they're not going to – that Gaffney going to try to, you know, set up shop, lane second or third, 
and and maybe force the other ones, chocolate gelato and chop chop, to go around her. Mm. But um, what am I feeling on the race? What uh, would you? Th- I I am leaning towards atomically. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting things going on with this horse, and and namely the the stretch out. I like that race a lot that uh, restricted race at, at Gulfstream. And I found it odd that, you know, off of that win, they send it, they send the horse to Pletcher. Well, they bought the horse. So it's yeah, they, I know. And, and that, and that, that to me says a lot. I mean, you know, the clips, they pretty much know what they're doing. Uh, but that being said, this horse has run really well and 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 i think it may have shocked them um or the connections early like when when uh she broke her maiden at at gulfstream on september 2nd i think that that surprised them even though the horse was favored was quote unquote supposed to win um i think they the horse did a lot better and then they they immediately stretched her out and she handled that equally as well you know, I, I'm, I, don't, I really don't know what to make of chocolate gelato, to be honest with you. Um, it feels like that horse was just better than, you know, kind of peaked early. Not really. I, I don't want to say peak, but got better and, and kind of figured things out a little bit earlier than a lot of some of these other horses that were running in New York. Um. But I think this is a true test for that one. And and I do like your horse, too. You're my girl. And especially, you know, the way you laid out the case of Wonder Wheel not going to the lead. If that happens, you might you might have a, a serious, serious chance of just running off here and winning. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, that. Atomically is an interesting horse shipping up from Florida. We've seen a lot of horses uh, be able to make. Jay, yeah, I'm here. Hey, code. Oh, that wasn't easy. You know, <laughs> it never is. <laughs> you want to know? It's funny. Uh, I put like an emoji, a thumbs down, and then something. I don't know. Set it off, and I was able to get in. <laughs> you you emoji your way in. I like it. Pretty wild. That is pretty wild. The we, password we was to... Jayhawk. You should have said yeah. Jayhawk. Would have went in. That is several of my passwords, so don't give that out. Oh, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta change them. I change them. <laughs> Danny, yeah, I love when I love when they, they send you the message that you need to change your passwords. I'm like, I don't remember what my damn passwords are. Yeah, <laughs> face thing no doesn't idea. work. I'm I'm yeah. stuck for 20 minutes trying to figure out what the hell the password. I quit fantasy football because I can't, I can't figure out what my damn password is. <laughs> yeah, something ever happens to my thumb, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> or my oh, face, man. Can't get into my phone. <laughs> well, we were just talking about the, uh, the the juvenile fillies on the dirt, um, and uh, you got some uh, firsthand. Knowledge in that race. What? Uh, what's your thoughts on that race, Mr. Bias? Yeah, I have an invested interest. Well, first off, I was not too ecstatic about my post. 
<laughs> Any chance we could redraw that? Yeah, post 13 wasn't. Uh... Oh, well. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to play the hand with Dell. Uh, I will say that Leave No Trace is coming into the race, just like everybody else will tell you. Their horse is, you know, training unbelievable. But I did, uh, I was at the rail for her last work, and uh, it was an eye-opener. Uh, she really uh, was reaching out, like, you know, you want to see, hitting the ground, galloped out, you know, tremendous. The track was on the quick side that day, so you have to take that time with a grain of salt. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you just like everybody else, you know, she's coming into the race as good as possible. <laughs> Yeah. For those that don't know, Jason, race good. Uh, We're doing good. <laughs> Run good. Yeah. Jason is uh, Jose Lescano's uh, agent, and Jose is riding leave the, no trace, so he has a, a more than a vested interest in that. Hey, wh- what do you think of the pace scenario in that race? Do you, you know, what, what do you think, Grand Love? You know, do you think they're, they're going to a little bit and maybe you know give you guys an opportunity to slide into a slot going into the term? I mean, it's definite possibility. I, I think a lot of times in these two-year-old races, you know, going long for the first time, some of them going two turns for the first time, you tend to get a pretty solid first quarter. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll back it down in the second quarter. But that first quarter is usually, you know, solid. So, like you said, you got to think, you know, Grand Love is going to go forward. You have to think, you my girl from the inside is going to go forward. Uh, Wonder Wheel is going to have to leave out of there for position. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, somehow Jose can work his magic. And, you know, if we're only four to five wide on the first turn, sign me up. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's, uh, well, stranger things have happened at Keeneland, <laughs> especially in these 14 horse races. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're dealing with, uh, it's a, a, a bit of a different layout at Keeneland because you're dealing with that short wire where you de- really don't deal with that at any other track, that first wire. Yeah, the first finish. Yeah, Yeah. so that wire comes up quick. Quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. You know, I always hear the, the announcer, uh, Kurt Becker, say it. And I'm like, damn, that, he, he's right. Every yeah, time. Can't... Go ahead. No, it's, it comes up fast, and, and it's it's hard to make up ground on that layout. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it came up quick for Wonder Wheel and the Alcibiades. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, Dap Gaffleon. And, and won that race. <laughs> you know, when, when when you look at that race over again, Gaffleon, he went for broke, turning for home. He knew, <laughs> you know, he knew that there's a short stretch, and he said, I got to get as far ahead as I can. And and it worked. But uh, I don't know that it'll work in this, in this, in this case. But, um, uh, moving on to the uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf, one mile for two-year-old fillies. Um, this is a full field of 14, which has the potential to be a real crapshoot because a lot of these horses uh, have never made turns before, and now there's 14 of them, so there's 13 others to deal with. Um, Jay, what, what did, do you have any opinion about this race? I, I, there's a horse in there I like a lot. Um, and I, I shouldn't say I like a lot, but, but I, I like, because I think the horse was really compromised last time out, but, um, you got any opinion on, on this group? Uh, yeah, I've got a solid opinion. 
on a Philly by the name of Meditate, who's, you know, probably going to be the favorite from what it looks like. But, you know, she's not going to be, you know, a pronounced favorite. She'll probably be, you know, in the vicinity of three, four to one. And she's a Philly that was very highly thought of right from day one. You know, she went on to win her first three starts very impressively, actually first four starts. And then she was beat in the Moy Glare stud stakes on a turf that had a ton of giving it by a really nice filly named Tahara, who was trained by Dermot Weld. And I think you're going to hear big things from her next year. So that second place is better than it looks, you know, even though she was, uh, you know, an even money favorite in it. You know, then she came back to run second to a, another really good filly named Lizu, you know, who's from the Ralph Becker yard. That's a filly that ran five times and won four out of five with a second. So she lost to two really nice fillies in her last two starts. And I just think she's going to outclass this field. Obviously, the turn is a question mark, but you know, I hate to give out the favorite, but I just think that. I don't see a lot of depth in this race, Chuck, and I just think she's has the most potential. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, she's obviously well meant from from day one, and um, you know, Coolmore, O'Brien, more that's uh, connections that that you know people give them a little bit of crap because they don't come over here and do a Charlie Appleby, um, but. Um, I mean, like you said, she she looks like the the one in there. Um, there's a horse I I think that of the American horses, I like be your best. Huh. I think that, that she ran well, and I think that uh, you know Miss Grio, you know the turf was really soft and the pace was super slow. The horses who, who won the race, Shugs uh, Philly, Pleasant Passage, and and the Chad Brown horse Free Look, they just ran one two all the way. And uh, up texting because <laughs> I have no idea how to turn that stupid thing off. Um, side button, side button, <clears throat> it doesn't work. It uh, believe me, if I push the side button, everything goes off, and then it's no, the side, the uh, oh, maybe your phone doesn't have it, it has a side on off to silence the, the notification. No, it's it's the i it's the iPad. I know, I know how to oh. do it. On the iPad. <laughs> Because I've I've one of these you know 2018 iPads that are like uh, ancient. Anyways, be your best. Like really got paced out that race, and, and you you watched. She was still trying to gain in in, in the stretch, and um, I think she's sitting on a big race. I, I just think that she'll get over bet or excuse me overlooked a little bit, and I think some of the other horses. Um, I'm not crazy about any of the Woodbine horses though. What? Uh, <laughs> G. Laurie picks up. Buick, which is always about a five-length advantage. That's who um, I ended up with, funny enough, because in my humble opinion, Manny Franco panicked in that race. If yeah, you he, watch the replay, he got fidgety on the turn and ended up with nowhere to go and was blocked. Yeah, it, um, it was kind of a self-check ride. He, he made yeah. like three moves and then he went absolutely nowhere. And nowhere. It was just like, it's not easy to get blocked at Woodbine either. No, that's that's the crazy part about it. Is there's so much room. 
I just and, don't know how good those horses are. That that was my thing. The, the winner was a maiden that hadn't particularly ran great and got the jump on the outside and the void. Well, didn't didn't get into trouble because the second place finisher. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the second place finisher got into trouble too. Uh, yeah, Cairo Consort got into trouble. Yeah, but, um, you know, and I, that I think that one, that one might get overbet on on the you know the Rosario rider yeah. change. Um, and that's how I ended up on G. Laurie because you know I, I I appreciate the rider switch here. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking to beat Delight. I mean, Delight was just absolutely gifted a lead. And the yes. guess of mine, it, it was one of those spectacular failures by jockeys uh, <laughs> on horses that have speed in sprint races that decide because they're going two turns, they're going to lay seventh. And, I mean, she just got a, a walking half mile. And, you know, she's not a bad horse, but I, I just think that race looks a whole lot better the results of the race look a lot better, but she was a, at a huge, huge advantage by getting a 49 change half. And not only did she have 49 change, she actually had like a four length lead. It was just, <laughs> and that was, uh, that was weird. It was weird. Cause there was a ton of speed on paper. There's a lot of speed. Yes, on paper. I mean. It was a Joe Sharp horse who went 21 and one or something to the quarter. And it was only turf sprint uh, going six furlongs. And, and the horse laid like seventh. And didn't stumble. I, I watched the race. I said, that horse stumble or something. It didn't stumble. It just took him back. It was just bizarre. Back. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I agree. Like the um, meditate is is definitely the the target here. I mean, it's gonna be tough to beat that horse, but it's not impossible. Oh, no. no, but if you're gonna play the the, the three dollar turf pick three, she might be the one you need to. Sing. She might be the one you single. <laughs> Because the first race is, that's, is that's, that's, yeah. What, what um, do you think? Right, the twelve on. actually, I, I want to get that because the twelve I took a long look at too. Midnight um, mile. Midnight mile. You know, the only thing that bothers me about that horse is she didn't get a dime in either race overseas. Like she was a bomb after you know breaking her maiden, and then she was a bomb her second race. Yeah. Probably be I mean, a price again. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. that. That horse I took a long look at. I, I mean, I'm not really sure how I'm going to play this race. Um, but I do kind of like Midnight Mile a little bit. It's pretty wild. She All gets right. her third different rider. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. she gets no respect, right? Is Rodney Dangerfield your back? Nobody bets on her, but all she does is win. But post 12 mm-hmm. is not going to be an easy task here. Never, you know, first time turns, too. That's the other thing. Um, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which could possibly lead to a lot of uh, a lot of podcast uh, uh, fodder for next spring, since the uh, the morning line favorite for this race is currently not allowed to race in the Kentucky Derby or at Churchill Downs. So we're going to have to go through that whole uh, circus again. It appears like, um, but uh, Jay, can can anybody beat Cave Rock here? Well, the key on the day probably is going to be how the track's playing. Because if it's an iron, you know, highway speed track like Keeneland can get, as we all well know, it's going to make the chore that much tougher. I mean, Cave Rock is 
obviously done nothing wrong and just decimated his fields in all three starts. And the most amazing thing was, is in the American Pharaoh, he actually beat three stablemates. Four of the six were all trained by Bob Baffert, which was incredible to watch. And you saw four Baffert horses turning for home. One, two, three, four, and a grade one. It was, it was kind of wild to see that. But I think there's a horse that could possibly present him with an early tussle, and that's the one, Hurricane J, not hmm. named after me. Uh, who, who <laughs> Miami is, is a sprinter and has a ton of speed and from the rail can only do one thing and that would be to leave. So I'm hoping that uh, you know Cave Rock gets a you know company. I'm sure Cave Rock will be happy to just you know sit off of Hurricane J without a problem and could fall into a good trip in that order. But I'm a big fan of of Fort. It's not Forte, they told me. It's Fort. Huh. It's not so, named after Mike Forte? I thought it was Ike Forte, right? Isn't there, was there an Ike Forte? I don't know. It was Mike Forte. Mike Forte. Mike Forte was a driver truck, right? At Yonkers, yeah, he had yeah. the red silks, remember? He didn't win that often. No. But Forte... You know, it's funny, if you watch his last race in the Breeders' Futurity, you know, this is this was his fourth start, and he's still kind of green because he was lugging in uh, pretty bad down the lane, and Irad Ortiz really wasn't able to ride him. And, you know, he still was able to get the win. Probably could have been a little further than it was if he didn't pull those antics down the lane. But I just think that he's a horse. He's got two-turn experience and a race over the track. And that, I thought that was a big race because I thought on the day, you know, speed inside was pretty pretty good when that meet first started. And he was able to overcome that with an outside move. And I just – I think that this horse has more to give. And he's, he's going to need it, you know, to beat a horse like Cave Rock. Yeah, because, I mean, at least from the way I looked at it, he's going to be up against it pace-wise because what I see is, is you know, or my projection is that Cave Rock gets an easy lead <laughs> and then it, it's a good night, Irene. Yeah. I yeah, that's, that scenario definitely would not help him whatsoever. Because the only other horse that I looked at that was around as fast as Cave Rock was his stablemate, the 10. Yeah. National treasure, so you know, I, I don't think he's not going to to get a lead unless, like you said, if Hurricane Jay hustles and gets out there, he could potentially give him some problems. But I, it just doesn't seem fast enough. It's kind of interesting that National Treasure is putting blinkers back on. I know after I, they took them off, and it looks like you know the reason why they took them off is because they didn't really want him to go with Cave Rock last time. And I'm sure that'll be the case this time. You could, you know, be sure that John Velasquez will be told, you know, stay stay at least a length or two off. <laughs> yeah, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cave Rock on the lead down the backside and National Trevor just just riding shotgun right right up about a length off of the pace, uh, making sure that everyone want to come get him. They're going to have to go around him. Yep. Yeah. 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 Joe Talamo saying, you know what? 
I'm going to go after this three to five shot from the rail. With, with, <laughs> <laughs> I think Baffert will just stare at him and, until he just says, yeah, I'll take back. Kind of a, a strange spot, to be honest with you, that, that, that they would run Hurricane Jay in this race. Well, he was entered um, in uh, he, he was entered in a stake last Saturday. Yeah. At, uh, either Friday or Saturday. I think yeah, it was maybe Friday. The Bowman Friday. Mill. Yeah. The sprint yeah, race, so yeah. The new race. scratched out of there. Yeah, where you probably definitely would have had a lot more of a chance in there. And they're running him here. I, 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 I kind of think he's going to leave, though. I mean, I know he's, you know, he's, he's going to be wild odds. But, what, I mean, what, else, what other choice do they have? I mean, they just – uh, I think he's got to leave. I don't. I think Cave Rock is you know, going to sit right off of him. Yeah, he's not I mean, going to really bother him. It makes know? sense, you know. It, give Cave Rock an even easier trip, <laughs> you know, sitting right. off a of Hurricane Jay. It might even be easier for him to do that than yeah, no. he was yeah. on the front end. No, it's interesting too. Um, talking about the Baffert situation, in the Churchill Downs released a new future book for the Derby with. Uh, 39 horses or 30 uh, has 40 slots available um in this first one they're they're having all fillies and then all other cults along with 38 horses and the cave rock is uh, of course not among the 38 names um which is why all others i think is one to two last time i looked but uh, <laughs> you know it's kind of screwing up with the their their, their new uh the new future, the future book. I mean, everybody's like twenty to one or higher, except for all others. And I think that closes tomorrow. I think it opened today. It closes tomorrow or, or Friday? Yeah, it, it's it's a very strange timing wise. I I, I don't know. Maybe I, I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, you would think it would close after they run Monday. this race. Yeah, yeah, I would think. Maybe you're right. I just yeah. I don't. I don't really. And there's going to be six of them, six future books. Uh, Great. So. Six. So, anyways, if you like somebody, the the odds are uh, the the price is right. Like someone that's not trained. If you like someone not trained by Bob Baffert, the odds are going to be really good in this first yeah. uh, the first go around. Um, all right, race number 10 on Friday is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, one mile, one million bucks. Um, this race, to me, looks like it's Appleby and, and company's race to lose with with um, Silver Knot. Barry, um, where you look, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, the Euros look much, much better than anything the Americans have to offer. I, I you know... I think Victoria Road has a good shot too. Um, on down on the inside, I, I think that post is really going to help that horse. But beyond that, not really much to say. Although I, I, a long shot that I, I did kind of take a double take is Nagarok. Is that how you say that? Yeah, uh... the one on the line. I, I I think that horse is actually a lot better than what the past performances suggest. And I think that horse might stretch out well. Well, his past performances are pretty good. He's got two two wins in a second. But, yes, yeah, stretching out. Jay, what about Zamadar on the bottom side? 
Uh, it's more short chucks. You know, it's probably like for seven furlongs. You know, I mean, eight eight would probably be a stretch. What about Pax of Wallop? The Deuce. What about Battle of Normandy? <laughs> I, I, I've sworn off all California turf horses for this Breeders' Cup. So. There aren't many of them, so you don't have to worry about too much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, so Pax, Pax of Wallop is packing out. No. The one, the one knock I had on Silver Knot, and it came in his only defeat, which was on soft going, which probably isn't his best footing. But that was a race that was a three-horse field. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I don't know if it was the softer going, but he just uh, he didn't fire his best shot that day. Obviously, he came back in the autumn stakes. You know, it's a, a group three and he was able to get the job done. But I just don't think that this horse... I, I agree that the Europeans, you know, have a big shot here, but something tells me Silver Knot will not be one. <laughs> I was running one other. Yeah. No, I mean, Victoria Road would be a cult that I would lean to. Uh, two back, that win, even, you know, wasn't a group race. He did beat a really nice filly by the name of Blue Rose Sen, who was actually trained by Freddie Head's son. Hmm. And she's like probably one of the two, I'd say, one of the two best three-year-old fillies over there. So that, 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 that wins better than it looks on paper. Another one that, that I keyed in on to a little bit is Major Dude, even though his post horrible. Um, I actually had him that day. He won on the turf first time at 10 to one and he beat, uh, I'm very busy. Who's in this race too, but that was a weird race. I thought, I thought it was, it was a know, little watching it, Yeah, but I, 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 you know, I, I like the way the horse kind of came at it and finished up. Yeah, he dug in. Yeah, he dug in. He I mean, it looked like it looked like he's gonna get beat. Yeah, they were yeah, blow, blowing right by him. So, but I don't, I don't, I'm not really too sure what kind of a trip that horse is gonna get from out there. Yeah, yeah he's not gonna get a good one. That's <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, day one. Day one. We have uh, day two. Starts a little earlier, obviously. More more races. Uh, the race that kicks off the traditional Saturday is the Philly Mare Sprint, which, um, which this year to me is, is a great race. I mean, it's a full sure. field, and there's a lot of informed horses coming into this. Uh, you have a a curveball with the Japanese horse coming you know, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, there seems to be, you know, enough speed in there that's going to be a truly run race. Um, you know, I have some dead closers uh, that want to pick up the pieces. And, I mean, it, it's like everything 
that the Breeders' Cup was supposed to be about is kind of uh, found in this race, and and that you know the winner is is most likely going to be the uh, the Philly Turf Sprint Champion because as of now there isn't. <laughs> there isn't. I, don't, I don't know that anyone is really in even in control of the division, so um, you know it, it's just kind of a a microcosm of the year where, where these Phillies have taken turns beating each other and held the, the best three-year-old Philly, excuse me, the best Philly sprinter is probably in the, in the, in the real sprint, um, Kimari. But um, Jay, you know, what, what are your feelings on, uh, on this race? I mean, what do you make of it? Real good betting race. Like you said, I mean, uh, looks like the field is just absolutely loaded with speed. And if the track is playing fair, I think it's going to be obligatory day. I know she's, well, I mean, she's five for 13 lifetime. It's not like she doesn't like to win. Uh, she gets into cir- circumstances and situations where it makes it harder for her to win. But I think when she truly gets an honest pace, she, she you know, she's v- very more than capable of getting the job done. And in her last race, the ballerina, which was a while ago now, it's going back all the way to August 28th, uh, she was a victim in that race of a tough trip. The pace was fast, but track was playing, you know, more tilted toward the front end that day. And that Saratoga track was a quirky track as well, as you guys know. Oh, yeah. There was, was, was tons of kickback. It was slow. Yeah, horses were getting pelted and blasted with dirt, and, you know, she's a gray. So you saw after the race how much dirt she took. And that's a better race than it looks for her on paper. Good night, Olive, who was the winner of that race and probably will be the favorite in here. I thought she won that race at the draw. She drew, you know, seven of seven. You know, she kept clean the whole way. She stalked the electric pace, and she was able to – win impressively and you know maybe she can come back and do it again but i think that the race really sets up nicely for obligatory you know i made a big score in obligatory uh, on derby day belmont right uh, oh, no. no on derby day oh derby day that's right yeah i remember and, and it was it was similar to this and it was a, a a little bit smaller field but there was a real strong pace and you know she just picked them up and, and laid them down the only thing that makes me gives me pause about it is is Keeneland, and that yeah. it's difficult to do that at Keeneland. It's not easy to do it anywhere, but it's really difficult to do that at Keeneland. Um, she only has one start at Keeneland. That was last fall, and that if you look at that race on on October twenty third, the Raven Run, she got way way behind, and she just couldn't make up. The ground she was just so far behind and, and that's what i'm a, a you know a little bit fearful here that she's going to be laying 13th down the backside, and then her run's going to get interrupted somewhere um you know she's going to have to slow down or pause or or, or or go six or seven wide and and that's really what what scares me if this race was churchill i would love her if it was at belmont park i would love her um at keeneland i'm a little bit afraid of her um, that being said, I, 
I see there's like six different horses. I think really you could make a legit case for. Um, well, I hope one I, I like kind of right now is one of those six. <laughs> well, a good chance. Edgeway. I, I don't I like... like Edgeway at all. I think Edgeway has zero chance. She just isn't good enough. That sounds like a horse to horse to me. I I I don't know. I I like the way that they're basically doing the same thing they did last year. Yeah, but she just isn't good enough, though. I mean, she's never beat a good horse. She's, you know, that's I mean, fair. I mean, she came east last year and and got or this spring and got drummed. Well, that's um, not true. She beat Gamine last year. She did, but it was it wasn't full strength Gamine. No, no, but bad knee gamine. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, yeah. I don't like the fact that she's drawn on the inside. Um, I don't mind that. Actually, that's the other thing, and that there's going to be, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that Santana is going to be sending like a madman from Post 13. Lady Rocket's going to be sending from out there. Yep. Um, Hot Peppers, I mean, it has no other really way to. Can't do I anything. Really don't know why she's in here. Um, I mean. You, know, you look at the race and you think to yourself, what, 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 what path to victory does Hot Peppers have? You know, <laughs> like, head start, head Frank start would Frank still be tough. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. Yeah, about so is like, but, how, how is that horse going to win this race? Um, well, Frank's Rocket actually I like better than anybody than the other outside horses because at least Frank's Rocket can can sit and make a run. Yeah, where he can if there's the, if the Gee. pace is stupid. Um, yeah, you know, which, I, I guess if you th- if you think Kamari is you know the best of of these fillies and mares that have sprinted all year, which you could make a case for, I guess you could like Frank's Rocket. The only thing is, what excuse did she have in the honorable miss? None. And that was going three quarters. I mean, she's really truly not a seven eighths filly. I know. She's got a seven eighths win on the bull ring, but you know that. I mean, that was a joke. <laughs> no, I hear. You. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not in love with her, but she, the race. At least she could rate. She can rate. I mean, yeah, she can I mean, rate. The race. The race might fall into C, the the race could fall into CC's lap. Yeah, again, which that would um, make me upset, to be honest with you. If, I would, uh, other horse, watch, but that watch, watch Chain of Loves race and and the um. Um, and and the golden Shaheen, where where she's making up ground late. Um, yeah. I mean, she's a complete mystery. I thought it was odd that they they reached out for for Bill Buick in a in a sprint race, but hey, you know. yeah, they usually bring over a Japanese their guys. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and th- and then there's a horse that that like she's just got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, and she's won over the track and she likes the distance and maybe Wicked Halo is getting good at the right mm. time. I mean, she's done. I mean, she could, she, she could win, but I just think like the Raven run was just in her pocket. She tripped out for a life. She was the best horse on paper and the best horse on the racetrack. And now she's coming back in what, two weeks. I just don't see it ideal. Look, she can't get the trip. There's no question about it. She'll probably be a nice price. But I don't know, Chuck. I just, at the end of the day, it's just, it's probably a tall order. <laughs> what do we think about Echo Zulu? 
I don't even know. Like, that's another one. This this race was tough for me, too. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, the horse doesn't has done nothing wrong. Yeah. Out in the sprint. Well, she, right? gets to, she gets to acid test here, that's for sure. Mm. Matt Pose uh, facing off with a bunch of other front-running types. You know, she's not going to get an easy trip. She'll be parked a mile, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that that's a tough spot, man. It's a tough, it's a tough race. And she's gonna get bet. She's the one that's I gonna hope get so. bet. Yeah, because she's the name product. So you're gonna get prices on some other horses because she's gonna take money. Because people know that name because she's yeah. already won a Breeders' Cup. I and, yeah, I thought know. CC and um yeah, sure. would take most of the money. Here. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. You know, past Breeders' Cup winners always attract some money, extra money. It's a crazy race. It's a, it's a crazy race to start off the, the day, that's for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, for the second but, day. But, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. If uh, if after the, the third race, Echo Zulu runs first, Lady Rocket runs second, and uh, <laughs> we know what we're betting. Hot, speed, hot speed, speed. holds on to be third. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can, you a, can take all the closers and just crinkle trash can them. I have a great bet for Mr. Simon, your dad. Obligatory to show. <laughs> she will run third. He'll, he'll be he'll – be, my dad actually has a horse tonight at Remington he's betting. And he was wow. complaining because post time was 11.57 or something like that. Oh, he's going to need the alarm clock. Right. Yeah. Believe me, I got I, – I saw him before – he was watching replays from Remington. I was like, why are you watching? He's Remington? the best. That's the yeah. greatest. Yeah, he's the yeah. best. Yeah, so. yeah, I think last year, the last time it was there at uh, at Keeneland, I think it was the, yeah, I want to say it was the Nashville race when that one broke a record. And we were like, yeah, nobody's getting passed. And that's, yeah. that's actually when I made up yeah. my mind that authentic. Right. It was like 11.30 in the morning and Nashville went like 107 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. there today. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance that the same thing can happen because you're going to get ideal weather. Right. Yeah. It's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're going to have that track sizzling. We all know they're going to have that track sizzling. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the way. It's, it's the truth. I mean, uh, they don't want them going down three quarters in one eleven at you know, like at Aqueduct. No, three no, Aqueduct three quarters in one sixteen. Remember a couple yeah. of years? Ago, it was really bad. Like yeah. you, you, oh. you couldn't even any horses that ran at Aqueduct in the, in you know after the new year, it was just you couldn't even deal with them anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when the horse runs at Aqueduct in February, and they go three quarters and like fourteen two, and they get like a ninety seven buyer. Remember the yeah, wood? No, that's great. Yeah. Was Verbonic uh, <laughs> won the wood, and it was like it was the weirdest race of all time. Yeah, it came from like downtown. Yeah, and and it was it went against everything that was going on that whole week. The Bourbonic plague. Um. <laughs> All right, race four on Breeders' Cup Day. This is a race that's going to probably destroy me, but uh, the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint going five and a half on the uh, Keeneland Turf Course. Um, 
Bear. <laughs> I, I've come over to the dark side. I'm I'm on board with you. We're beating but Golden we, Pal. Yeah, we're we're gonna fade Golden Pal. Golden Pal. You know, I I took a really long look at uh, Campanelle. Yes, she can really run, man. She's actually know. the barn the barn mate. Yeah, and and I, I mean, she she really hasn't run a bad race. I, I guess you could say the one in, in in France, but I think that was more the the ground than anything else. Yeah. But other than um, that, right on it. Um, fast enough, fast enough in Europe, fast enough here. She's going to be tough, but, you know, you can't ignore the one just because of the connections. And I know they're not really known for their sprinters, but this horse finishes up, man. And, and, <sighs> This is a tough race all the way around, but I mean, you have a horse like Go Bears Go who had form back last year that that was good and and almost won this race. And this year is not anything to think about, but you can say that a horse could actually potentially bounce back, running against quote unquote lesser competition here. I mean, you know, you have that other horse, the six Highfield Princess, who's kind of lights out for the last, you know, one four of her last five or five out of the last six. Who yeah, should be- she, carried, she, she carried 138 in the month. <laughs> that's a lot of weight for a mare. And one by two. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of weight for a mare. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm betting against Golden Powell because this is his last race, and I bet against him almost every other race. So why stop now? Though I'll be honest, I, I didn't think his last race was was quite as good as as it he had been. Uh, it took him a little bit longer than it usually does. I mean, if you watch last year's Breeders' Cup uh, Turf Sprint at Del Mar, yeah, there was he no had doubt. three in in two seconds, like the literally two seconds and he had three lengths on the field. Uh, he doesn't quite break as sharp as, as that. He had that odd Saratoga debacle where they raided him and, and, and then they talked about running him on the dirt and, um, you know, and all that of course went away after he worked on the dirt and worked terrible. But, um, you know, he, he won last time, but I just didn't feel like he was as dominant as he was He's really only had one slow work since then, and and it feels like a horse that are just trying to get to the finish line. Mm. Um, and to me, he's vulnerable. Um, I don't know that anybody else is going to be able to press him, but I don't know that he also is going to be able to get far enough ahead where he'll be able to coast home. Um, you know, now now trying to figure out who to use. <laughs> that, that's a yeah, tough test. This is a Jay, what do, you, do you have any feelings on this? Uh, tell me I'm crazy, but I'm gonna take a a shot with Philly from Ireland, Flotus. 
She's a Philly that has some gait issues, so I'm, I'm a little worried there. She dwelt last time. She stumbled three back. She's been beaten, you know, pretty easily by Highfield Princess, who's, you know, a very, very good mare and, you know, loves to win races, as Barry said. But I just think, you know, at, at 40, 50, you know, who knows, 60 to one, she she's somebody that I want to use. She was a solid two-year-old. She she comes with a good effort, you know, here and there. She's, you know, she's run well in some big group ones, you know, over there. And I think she's got a chance at a huge, huge price. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw her in, you know. But, I mean, the, the whole thing, like you said, is can anyone really press Golden Pal, you know? I guess I, you know, I mean, Highfield Princess has speed, has shown, you know, high speed overseas, but you know, will she show that here? Because to beat Golden Powell, I think you're going to have to, you know, put some. I mean, he breaks so fast out of the gate, he, he will be regardless, you know, a length to two in front at will. But at some point, you know, they're just going to have to come after him. I, I agree. I don't think. He's as good this year, you know, by evidence, by his races. I mean, the Troy, okay, they, they wanted to change tactics and take him off the pace, which, you know, makes completely zero sense because the horse's asset is his speed. So why, you know, I mean, I guess they, they were tinkering running him on the dirt. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, they're trying to make a stallion out of a horse. That's obvious, but. You know, with today's day and age now, grass horses, they have a shot to be stallions. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll shuttle, Coolmore shuttled. So, you know, down in Australia, down under, that's turf sprinting is a big deal. Oh, that too. Um, but, um, yeah, I just think it's a wide open race. And, you know, behind him, if you, I, I just, to me, to me, he's just a horse that they're just trying to get to the line. You know, they've already made an announcement. There's no more races after this. There's no Japan. There's no Hong Kong. There's no trying because they even floated something earlier in the year about maybe going to Australia and running in some sprint race over there, and that that all those plans are gone. This is it. So, um, you know, see what happens. Uh, I do not like Casa Creed, though. I, I can tell you that much right now. Yeah, I thought that morning line was odd, six to one. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He's got three starts lifetime at Keeneland. He's got no wins, no seconds, no thirds. Um, and his style of, of coming from out of it just isn't, uh, you know, it just it just doesn't work at, at Keeneland. Yeah, he's going to get dusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hope he takes money. You know? Yeah, the takeout reducer. <laughs> um. Oh, hold on one second. So we're we're at the um, the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. I sent Barry a text today. I said, you know, looking at this race, race, it's like <laughs> the race for all the horses that don't really fit anywhere else. They're like, yeah, we'll put them in Dirt Mile, even though it's you know a two turn horse, and most of these horses are one turn horses. But uh, I mean, what the hell? It's a million bucks and. Flight line's not going to be in there, so. Um, Dave, what what, uh, what was your impressions of this race? I mean, 
the last few years there's been kind of a dominant horse um with speed in there. Life is good and, and year before was uh Nick's go. Uh I think before that was City of Light. Was City of Light the year before that? Um but this yeah. year it, it it doesn't seem like there's that horse, um at least that horse that's just gonna go to the lead and, and just bury them. Um I guess maybe Cody's wish is gonna be the favorite. Uh but you know what what are your I mean, what, what's your impression of, of just this this odd group of horses? And, you know, you even throw Gunite in there, who's another one coming off two weeks, and he's never gone two turns in life. And, um, you know, just to me, it's 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 a it's an odd race. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I couldn't really make heads and tails out of this race. I tried to figure out how it might be run. And I'm having trouble doing that. Maybe you guys have a a better answer. But the horses that you talked about, you know, the favorites, Cody was wish. You know, I, I have knocks on him. I mean, going two turns. Yeah, that was my knock on two is, turns. Yeah, is he the same horse? He hasn't shown that he is. I mean, you know, maybe he's a better horse now than he was coming off a career top. But uh you know, I couldn't sit here and tell you he's, you know, he's as good going two turns. If he is, then he'll probably destroy the field. But to take him as the favorite is a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, I feel the same way about Cyberknife. I feel like, you know, obviously it's not the same look where he's proven around two turns, but he's actually, you know, cutting back to the mile. I mean, you know, his Haskell was good. He was able to beat Tabor that day. Uh, you know, obviously, I I feel Tabor is probably a better horse than he is, even though he was able to beat him that day, as yeah. evidenced in the Pennsylvania it, Derby. And the Haskell. Yeah. Yeah, the Haskell, like, I just think Tabor didn't get the best of trips. Barry? I don't I don't know who to like, Chuck. <laughs> I'm with you, but um, <clears throat> about the two-turn thing, I think a lot of this field is kind of two-turn challenged. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions there. Maybe not so much the Baffert horse, Lower River, who's pretty quick. Um, so I kind of, you know, want to like – there's a couple of horses that do okay with um, two turns. Simplification is one of them. Um, who I think needed the break that they gave him when they gave it to him, and I, I think he's he's going to start up. Um, and I think he's going to be a decent price. Also, law professor who I'm not really enamored with running on the dirt rather than the turf, but he he has proven to win. You know, going two turns. And he, he gave life as good all he could handle last time. You know, albeit on a, on a sloppy track, but he's won on a, on a dry, fast track before. Um, and he, he seems to like that kind of a trip. You know, the mile seems to be right up his alley. And then I think Cyberknife is solid here just because of the competition. I, I think he, he's been running really well, keeping good company, 
He obviously won the Haskell. Um, finished a, a really good second to to Epicenter, who and you know who's who's blossomed. And then I don't really think Cyberknife wants to go farther than like a mile and the sixteenth. I know he won the Haskell at a mile and eighth, but it, he he was stuck to the rail and and got a you know ended up getting gifted a really good trip um but i don't think he wants to go too much farther i think the miles will suit him well and, and i think he projects to get a really good trip you know what my question about this race is who's going to the lead lead <laughs> i mean at any other trainer Right. Or I, I would say, well, Pipeline forced the pace on Jackie's Warrior in a sprint race last time. Now he's going two turns. But that trainer doesn't look weak. Um, you know, Gunite, he's, he's another horse that's coming out of sprints. Um, but coming on uh, off of a short layoff, going to two, stretching at two turns, it doesn't feel like he, he might be a little bit. Um, passively handled uh laurel river is one that you know baffert likes to be on the lead he gets irad which i thought was kind of surprising seeing irad on a baffert horse because that almost never happens but (laughs) he does have two mile races around two turns um with wins obviously much much softer competition but that might be the play and uh, you know baffert will probably say listen don't screw around go to the just go and uh, yeah, you know, because that—that's. You think Baffert's going to say, you know what? I, I want to make some separation between um, my horse and Cody's wish and Cyberknife, and I, I do like Cyberknife cutting back to the mile. I, I think that the advantage he has over these horses is that he is a two-turn horse, and I do think that he's quick enough to to get to the mile. It's really a mile seventy yards with the run. I mean, this is not really a mile race. This is this is closer to a mile and sixteenth race than it is a mile. So, uh, I think that that helps too. Um, but I mean, I, I can't really love anybody in here. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, think Cyberknife. I think you're right. Than nine to two. I think I, mean, I, I think Cyberknife is going to be three to one, uh, just because of name value. Uh, right. Brad Cox gets bet in Kentucky. And I think people are going to look at this race and not really know what to go. And I do think Law Professor is a horse, uh, even though he got he ran a big figure last time, and, and you know coming back on, on, on but um, shorter than normal. Figures like he might bounce, but if he's twenty five to one, he's a horse that that could get in there because he's another horse that actually can handle the two turn distance. Uh, simplification. Like if you look at the thoroughbreds, he's still running the same numbers as he was same. running in January. He ran two and a halfs in the Mucho Macho Man. He's running two and a halfs in the Virginia Derby and the Pennsylvania Derby. He, um, and you know when you look at his form, he just hasn't gotten any better. Um, you know, and and maybe is it possible that slow down Andy and and, and O'Neill says, yeah, we got the rail, screw it, go to the lead. Maybe, but. I, I think a lot of you're on to it, like with Pipeline, because if Pipeline goes, I mean, Pipeline's proven to be quick. Um, it could cause problems <laughs> for everybody else. You know, horses like Laurel River, are they going to back off of 
pipeline if he goes. I, I doubt it. Um, so things could heat up, and you, you could get like a real wacky result. Yeah, because if look if, if the trainers go back and say, "Well, how has this race been won?" Well, the last four years, I believe it's been one wire to wire. Yep. So, um, you know, so there's there's that, and and it's just a, you know, the Breeders' Cups are supposed to be championships events, and this is really the championship of a division that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but well, it is an interesting betting race, and it's right in the middle of the card. On my radar, this this race in particular rated pretty high on the chaos list. It might not look that way. I mean, I guess because of the names or whatever. But I I think this this race has high chaos potential because the horses that are going to get bet have some questions, like uh, Jason alluded to with Cody's wish. I mean, he's not a lock here by any means, and and I see people talking about it that way. Um, but this this is another difficult race, and and could go a lot of different directions. And I mean, um, think, you know, you talk about chaos. Mister Chaos is in this race. <laughs> Uriah. Yeah, informative. You know, Uriah. Yeah, this is a, never, Uriah's a, kind of race he wins. Win. Yeah, this, this is the is, type of race he'd win. Yeah. He's got a two-turn mile race on his card that he won last year. It's seventy-nine to one. So, yeah, crazy race. Um, a little less crazy race is the uh, Philly Mare Turf, two million dollars. Uh, this year it's running a mile three sixteenths because uh, they can't run a mile and a quarter uh, at Turfway. Turfway um, at uh, Keeneland. Um, and it seems like it's a battle of the three-year-old fillies in here and that European fillies are almost uh, exclusively three-year-olds. Nashua, who's uh, John Gosden, um, who's uh, a Franco filly, who's a top, top um, three-year-old filly above the curve. Uh, Joe O'Brien, Tuesday, is uh, his dad, Aiden O'Brien. Then they run, uh, they send this horse missing scene. I'm not really sure what that horse is doing here. Um, Toy, who seems like a B teamer, but she's another three year old filly. Um, so there's no Europeans uh, that are over three, but the ones that, that did ship over, all with the exception of the, uh, the six horse, I mean, are all in, in pretty damn good form. Jay? Good race. Uh, definitely looks like there should be some pace on with an Italian. And I mean, you have to figure Lady Spice here is going to have to leave from the rail. I mean, she's, she's quick in her own right. So with an honest pace, you know, you, you figure you'll get a good, fair race, which we seldom get on the turf these days. <laughs> but like you said, Nashua is a high-class, uh, top-rated filly coming over off a good second in the Pretty Day Opera. She won the Nassau. She won the Pretty Diane. But it's funny, if you look four back in the Epsom Oaks, who beat her? Tuesday. Second was Emily Upjohn, who was another really nice John Gosden filly. And, and earlier in the year, Everyone thought that she was going to be here in this race, and she was the better of the two of her and Nashua. 
but I think she got hurt. Something happened to her, but she's a really, really nice filly in her own right. And that brings me to Tuesday, which is very interesting. If you notice, above the curve, who is trained by Joseph O'Brien, Ryan Moore has ridden her in her last three races. And in her last race, she actually finished, you know, pretty pretty good in front of Tuesday, where Tuesday was uh, sixth, above the curve was third. And lo and behold, who's riding Tuesday? Ryan Moore. Yeah, I I, I saw that um, race at York where she finished second to the ARC winner. That was a big race. Alpinista's yeah. unbelievable. I think she won maybe like eight or nine in a row. And, you know, it's probably horse of the year over there. Yeah, that, you know, ran into a razor sharp Alpinista there and, and ran really, really well. So, you know, I can forgive those next two efforts just off that alone. And then coming over here seems like the move to me. I, I like that horse. I mean, yeah, yeah. first thing I did was eliminate all the older horses. Non-three-year-olds, I, I just don't like – I don't want any part of them in this race. And plus, you'll get way better value on Tuesday than you will Nashua. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wasn't really sure what to do with Moira. Moira? Yeah, good, nice, you know, Canadian. Yeah. I, I don't know. She she runs well, I mean. Yeah. Picks up the Tory, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, my write-up of the race, I said, I wish she picked up the 2002 version of, Tor- of the Tory, not the 2022 version. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he can still get him home. I mean. He can still get him home, but it's going to take a – it's going to take a monumental ride from from out there because uh, unless they unless they stretch out in Italian a little more than I just you know you're so gun shy nowadays with turf races assuming that there's not going to be any pace that um, yeah. you just I wonder. think size yeah size from the rail on Lady Spike Spears he's got to go yeah you just got to believe in in your mind that he's leaving. I mean, if anything, right, in Italian and and, and uh, Lady Spitesphere are going to go at it. You know, I, I look at Lady Spitesphere, and my, my comment, if I was the trainer, would be, listen, go to the lead, control the race. Because if you're going to chase an Italian, well, you're not going to outkick Nashua and Above the Curve on Tuesday um, if they're close. So, you know, you're better off going to the lead, dictating the terms, as opposed to just chasing. Uh, she tried to chase in the distaff mile, um, and it just didn't work. Uh, that, that, on, on, on the undercard of the Derby day, I, I thought she was going to show speed that day, and, and she just chose to chase and, um, you know, didn't work at all. Uh, so coming out of a sprint, I, I'm just hoping that, that – he does, you know, send her out of there and, you know, gives gives her a better shot, actually. I don't think that she's going to – I don't think she'll get anything if she just chases an Italian around there. Uh, I mean, uh, even, even if an Italian got loose, which, like I said, I don't think will be happening, it'll still be a tall order for her stretching out, face, you know, facing this cast. This is a good group. 
And 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 she's got to give four pounds to all those horses. Which, you know, it's not it's not nothing of going a mile in three sixteens. So that means something. Um all right, the Breeders' Cup sprint, which uh I was doing an analysis of this race, and I just got to the point where I said, I'm just going to crack jokes on all these horses because I can't legitimately try to, to analyze uh, or come up with an analysis on a race where there's just absolutely no speed. It's just shocking that, that it, it, in a Breeders' Cup sprint, there's one speed horse. <laughs> you know, it's really, that, it really is sad. It's it's nuts that like to think that like there's no horses that have speed in this country. How how did this happen? You know, right? Because this was like one of the better races for a long time. But how, how can uh, we have always my no favorite speed? race? Yeah, yeah. You'd always have California speed back in the day, and oh, different fillies. I mean, very subtles of the world. I mean, well, what what where did those type of horses disappear to? I don't know. It's the most bizarre thing because. Uh, it's not as though the American breed has turned into this uh, <laughs> distance you know, mile and a half orientated uh, turf, you know, kind of flow. It's speed is still super important, and, and yet um, there's just no speed at all. And uh, I mean, I, I just looked at the race and, and and thought to myself, you know, how, how do you beat Jack? these circumstances if the race is, is a you know fairly run race he doesn't stumble bad at the start or or something like that i mean he just seems to have a huge huge edge in early pace situation and i mean i, I try to come up with somebody to you can Nobody. say that would, would be a sacrificial lamb of sorts and i just don't see anybody that can stick with him no i mean you look at willie boy that last race wasn't even close. <laughs> no, and Jackie's warrior, but Rosario had him on a, in, a, in like a headlock, hammerlock. Yeah, <laughs> and Willie and, uh, Boy was a couple lengths shy of him. So I mean, I, I can't say him saying, "Hey, we're going to enter in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. We're going to ship all the way to Kentucky. And we're going to get in a speed duel with Jackie's warrior." Um, it's just kind of amazing to me that uh, you know got in this situation where a breeder's cup sprint would have no speed <laughs> i mean uh, minus jackie's warrior this has to be the worst breeder's cup sprint field yeah, of all time i agree it's, it's uh it's it's not good it's not good mm-hmm. now and wesley you know with all his millions of horses he should have come up with a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> Because Kimari actually would be the one horse that would benefit if, if someone tussled with Jackie's Warrior because she can nah, sit naturally to you know to not have to you don't have to use her to to sit close, but she's going to be in chase mode too like everybody else and it's you know I don't know that's why we're going the cold Jackie's Warrior CZ exacta <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for that. I said CZ's rocket. Most situations, an eight-year-old winning a grade one race is like a heartwarming story. The CZ rocket, the, the Breeders' Cup sprint. You get pelted only, with rotten tomatoes. Only only Soul Patch Man and, and, and Barry are going to be happy. 
Got Ocho Cinco's in here. Elite Man, Power Wrestling. Heartbreaker last time. I thought we had it. Um, Elite Powers, I think, is going to be a nice horse, Jay. I mean, you, you guys rode him last time. And uh, he, he was pretty dominant against, you know, not good horses. But I said I'd like to bet on him in, in the future book for the Breeders – or for the, the Met Mile for next year. Yeah, he's talented. Uh, hasn't really been tested in his last four starts. And certainly will get a test here. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be in chase mode. And that's that's the thing that's, you know, that's, that's difficult for some of these horses. He, horse like American Theorem. They're not chasers, you know. They're closers, and unfortunately, they're going to have to chase because uh, I, I just—I uh, don't know. Hey, you guys got any other <laughs> anything else to say about oh. the race? Only thing I'll say is that Elite Power is a perfect poster boy for sheet numbers and buyer numbers. This horse ran in the Vosburg, barely came out of a common gallop, <laughs> got a hundred and one buyer, and I think a nine on the sheets. Yeah. Is that right, Chuck? You got a nine, I believe? Uh, I don't know. I don't like the Ragazins. Oh, okay. But, I mean, like, how do you explain that? Right. That's a big difference. He got uh, thoroughbreds. He got a one or a zero. The same age. I mean, no. Running. So, there's more running the towards before. the high. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, that's, that, that's my problem with numbers. <laughs> You know, I just don't see how you can give this horse that type of number. And basically, it was a public work. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, all right, we got the Breeders' Cup mile, the real Breeders' Cup mile <laughs> on the green. Uh, this was a. I, I think there's going to be a, a, a prohibitive, not a prohibitive favorite, but I think he's going to be a solid favorite in modern games. Um, but I don't think he's a cinch in here. Jay, no. what, what do you think? What do you got going on in the Breeders' Cup mile? Yeah, no, I mean, Modern Games is probably the horse to beat as far as a cinch. You know, I'm, I mean, there's, there's no way you could say he would be a cinch. He's a very, very nice horse. There are a couple of Euros in here that – Definitely will take him on. Unfortunately, one of them drew 13, and that's Ken Ross. But the only thing about Ken Ross that I'm going to say is, what do you think about him going the mile? Yeah, I was I was a huge question mark for me. I mean, he's a horse. I mean, he's he's five year old. He's made 21 lifetime starts, and. This will be the first time, I believe, around two turns to get, get eight furlongs. And post to me is, is going to be tough for him because if he is going to get the mile, is he going to get the mile while losing ground both turns? Probably that, not. That would seem to be a, a tall order. Um, Jay, what do you think about, about Annapolis? I mean, I know he got a great trip last time. I mean, Perfect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just against him. I mean, I know he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be one of the favorites. He'll probably take some money, though. I mean, 10 to 1. Yeah, 10 to one's probably accurate. Like you said, I just thought in that, you know, race over the course, it was impressive. But that trip was just too good. 
and, and that's not happening here. I don't, I don't see that from the eleven hole. He's facing far better horses. I mean, Order of Australia, who really hasn't done a whole lot this year. <laughs> he didn't do a whole lot last year either. Yeah. You know? But I mean, oh, he we was know. Th- he was third in that race. So I mean, I just. I can't. I can't see him duplicating that race. I really don't. I don't see it. Mickey, you got any love for Pogo? Pogo. <laughs> well, he drew better than Kinross. Yeah. He seems like he's a speed horse. You yeah. know, made him. Yeah. No. I mean, I watched some of the replays. Definitely, he's uh a type that wants to be forwardly placed and from the inside draw, you have no other real choice but to come out and get your position. Any Americans uh, you give a fighting chance to? And and what, you know, what do you do with domestic spending from Pro Sports? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I uh, guess he's trying to pull off uh, a Mike Dickinson with uh, uh, what was the name of the horse, Chuck? They all came off the layoff in the one the Haas. the Haas. Yeah, this is like a carbon copy of the Haas. It's not as long a layoff, though, I don't think. No. Well, the Haas did have a start. Like, right. Ran it, like you know. a week before or something. But, um, I mean, he's not really a miler. And, no, no. Off the layoff, they couldn't go the, you know, the long distance. So, they chose this, I guess – you know, what do you do with a gelding, you know, a five-year-old gelding? Obviously, if yeah. he had all his parts, uh, he, he probably wouldn't be in this race. No, right. Just, uh, I mean, he, he almost has to sit 13th or 14th and just weave <laughs> through the field, but I, I don't, that that's a tough task. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's just curious why this horse was entered. Well, not a lot of other big turf races this time of year. True, but I mean, you know, there's there's wintertime stuff if they really wanted to bring them back. I hate to mention this horse. Every single time, he's a second running son of a gun. Smooth like straight. I know who you're talking about. Like straight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm always on him. He's, he's always going to get a good trip. He's always the only speed in the race, and there's always one better. But, I mean, he'll probably be a price, probably get a trip because he always does. And I'll, I'll get suckered into using him. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for that horse. He's got I me, admit, you know, every time. I, I was going to bet him in the Keelan race that he got scratched out of. <laughs> I, I, I had him. Yeah, he's that, he, he's that he's horse. Gonna win, that, he's going to win this race, man. <laughs> And then, <laughs> I almost feel you feel bad for the horse because he he gives the effort. It's not even like he's not giving effort, but he just never never gets to the wire. For, I mean, it's been a while, right? It's been since the Shoemaker in May of twenty one. It's hard to believe that he I hasn't mean, cracked the win column. I mean, even you, his if, race last year with Delmar was was real good. If you if you look at the distance, his race at the distance, he's he's ten for twelve, first or second, <laughs> and he's gonna be over. He's gonna be a price. Yeah, yeah he's gonna I mean. be. I mean, he's gonna be fifteen to one, and he'll probably he'll be on the lead. I would expect so. Hmm. 
probably get sucked in again, but we never oh, mentioned well. Dream Lope. What about Dream Loper, Chuck? What do you What do you think about him coming off a huge win? I've, over I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people high on that horse. Uh, the problem I have with him is that his last—it's actually race, her, her. her. It's a her, her. Excuse me. The mare is really. It, it's it's her best race by far. Right? Yeah, and, stands out. <clears throat> and you know, is she going to come back and duplicate that that same race? Um, uh, you know, the the Revenant is a horse that, that runs a lot over there, and he. He runs good all the time, but he never wins either. And beating Australia, Order of Australia, always kind of doesn't exactly make me, you know. Yeah, it doesn't rise, rise your pulse. No. I, I, I was really going to take a stand against her because, I, I like I said, I, yeah. I thought 6-1 to one was kind of short money. on her. And, and I really didn't, you know, I've seen a lot of people that are high on her. So, I mean, I just tend to, when people are high in those type of horses, I usually go the other way. So I'm gonna say modern games gets over bet because as we all They're probably know, in winning. the Breeders' Cup in the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf, you know, the people that wager on them got mm-hmm. a, you know, the absolute screw job. And those, those people are coming right back this year. No, I was he really I was hasn't been all that good. He was, and... he was he was my single in the in the sequence. Thank yeah. you, uh Drip I mean, he, he was he was second. He was second to, you know, Baid, who was, you know, supposedly, quote, unquote, the greatest of all time over there, which, you know, he, he was defeated in his last start. Yeah. And he was also third to Vadini, who's very highly rated over there as well. So he has faced some rock solid company and a race in a Woodbine mile. I mean, he just, you know, decimated he, that field. He, he had, yeah. Buick had so much horse, he had to interfere with like <laughs> three horses to get out. <laughs> and and he, he he left them so fast. I think even the stewards got a little confused by what they saw. Yeah. It was like a bowling ball. It it was. It was like it's like Earl Campbell, man. Uh, all right, moving to the distaff. Um, Jay, I'm gonna let you lead off here because I know you have a strong opinion, and uh, it's not a wake <laughs> admit. <laughs> Everyone is gonna. Yeah, everyone's basically, you know, got this race down to three horses: Alatat, Clarier, and Nest. I've heard some people, you know, on society thinking she might wire the field. You know, I, I sorry, don't see that happening off of, you know, the huge race in the Cotillion. You know, you know what they say about parks races: what happens in parks stays at parks. <laughs> so I'm not putting any credence into that cotillion race. She's she's gonna be entertained on the front end probably by search results. And in my mind, Nest is gonna sit another perfect trip like she always does. And she gets to jump on Clarier and Malatat. And I just think this is a three year old filly that's really coming to her own. I mean I understand there's knocks. People are knocking her saying she didn't beat anything. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with them. She she really hasn't. She beat Secret Oath. I mean, the Bell Dame was a complete joke. It shouldn't even have betting on the race. <laughs> you know. And, but I just feel like that the Belmont Stakes 
was a race was the turning point in her career. Not that she wasn't good up until then, but I just I thought that was a really solid race that day. I, I didn't understand why she was in the race to begin with. And then watching it, I was like, you know, wow, I was kind of thrown back. I was like amazed at how well she, you know, ran against decent Colts, not not the best Colts of the year, not the greatest race in the world, the Belmont Stakes, but I thought that she ran really well in that race and then she's done nothing wrong since. And I just love how handy she is. And I mean, I know she's going to be the favorite. I hate to take the favorite, but at least I don't have to use three in here. I'm just going to single mess. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the quote unquote horse for the course mouth at. Um, no, she's good. Good Philly. I just wonder <clears throat> how they're going to play the break because I don't think they really want to kind of get her out there. They'd rather her sit, settle, and then make a run. I don't know if she, she'll be able to do that. Um, but there really isn't too, too much speed, so she should be okay. Um, to break normally and then settle. I mean, society's probably going to go. Search results, probably going to go. So she might be all right. I, I like her trip. She likes the track. Um, I don't see too many surprises in here. I think we lost Jay. Yep. I like Nest. I, I agree. The race that, to me, was the key race for Nest was the coaching club, American Oaks, where I don't, think, I don't remember going into that race. There, um, Society was supposed to be on the lead. Yeah. <laughs> and she broke in a tangle. And it really forced um, Irad's hand. And he had to use Nest early. And she showed tactical speed that she really hadn't shown before. And that, to me, was, was um, you know, and then she just crushed him. And, <laughs> and you know, it wasn't, uh, Secret Oath was uh, way back. It was, yeah, there, there was a, a question mark whether which of the horses was, was better in that race. I mean, Secret Oath in, was six to five um, in the coaching club. So it's not as though, uh, you know, it was a foregone conclusion that, you know, you'd look back now and think it is. But but I, I think Ness is going to get the jump on Malathat. I think Malathat isn't as quick. I think from the rail, she might get covered up. Um, I think Blue Stripe might get around her. Uh, I think Secret Oath is going to get around her. I think uh, um, uh, Search Results is going gonna, is gonna to be laying right off Society. I don't think search results really wants him on an eighth, but I no. think she'll she'll keep society occupied um, enough. occupied enough where she's not going to get too far ahead. At least I don't believe she will. And I think Ness is going to sit third, uh, right in behind those horses. And and when you know she makes that move at the quarter pole, it, it's over. I mean, she just leaves horses at that point. So, 
Um, you know, to me that that's the horse to beat. Uh, Clariera, of course, to me is the X factor because I, I think it had looked like she had gotten um, the best of Malafat prior to personal engine. And, uh, you know, then that happened in the personal engine where she smashed her head and mm. bit her tongue. And uh, I, I don't know how to, to gauge her in this race. I really don't know what to expect from her. Uh, sometimes Phillies have incidents like that and they just don't come back um, the same. So uh, she's going to have to be on the top of her game, the very, very top of her game. Um, but um, to me, Nest is the one to beat. And you know, like Jay said, it's not, uh, it's not exactly a, uh, <laughs> a clever <laughs> selection, but uh, it's a selection nonetheless. But could probably single or two, just live or die, and you know you can't go too deep in, in, in too many of these races. So, no, yeah, I thought I thought it was just nested Malfat personally, but I, I'd lean towards Malfat just because of the price. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue against it. To be honest with you, it's like splitting hairs. Um, the Breeders' Cup turf. This is not a stellar edition of the Breeders' Cup turf, mainly because the U.S. horses pretty much stink, and the <laughs> Europeans are not really that good either. It's a lot of um, a lot of retreads, and not, I guess not retreads, but um, you know, a couple decent three-year-olds. Um, Miss Schrift, who I think has seen better days. Um, Cooked nation's pride who's a three-year-old who's who's getting better and better um certainly is, is going to be a big factor rebels romance um is the other appleby horse who's uh you know probably going to be a factor and she's been racing all over the place last two his last two were in germany where he dusted off a couple of the uh the german grade ones um I mean, I, you know, like the American horse, the only one in, in any decent kind of form is, is Warlike Goddess. And I mean, is she really going to beat these horses? Mm. Yeah, that is. It's tough, man. This is a tough race. It, it was tough for me to figure out. The, the pace scenario on this race is tough to figure. I mean, I guess Bye Bye Melvin's going to go to the lead. Um, but yeah, Channel Maker won't be far. Channel Maker is gonna go, I guess, too. But he's not himself. <laughs> well, he got his award and he just stopped running after oh, those he only, two. He, he, he only he showed up twice a year. Two good races. <laughs> uh, two good more. races. Two wins a year. He's good for, and that's it. Um. Nation's pride is I, I I don't like in this spot. Um, I just think the older horses are probably going to be a little bit better. Mishrif I don't like either. <laughs> Highland Chief I had to take a a second look at. I, I kind of like that horse here. Obviously, you don't look. Post position. Um, I 
they're going to have to work out a trip, but you're going to get a price. And I think this, this horse has a decent shot. If any American horse is going to do anything, that's probably the one I think, but. Yeah. I don't like any Americans. And I don't I like, just, I just, I just don't think any of them are any good. And I, I'll be honest. Buick winds up on Nation's Pride. That's who I'm going with. Yeah. I'm following him. I think there's a good chance that they run um, one, two in that race. Appleby, Appleby. Uh, I think Bye Bye Melvin's going to get, you know, he's, he's going to take some pace pressure from Channel Maker. Bye Bye Melvin's really not any good. I mean, no, he's not. You know, Warlike Goddess ran by him last time, and, and she ran well last time. But it wasn't as though, and, and yes, the Flower Bowl is one of the all-time terrible rides by Rosario. But, you know, it's not like she was beating up on, on real good uh, mares before that. She was winning, you know, easily, but uh, big, big step. Yeah. Um, she's not, you know, she's in good form, but she's not been spectacular this year. Yeah, I just think this race goes through Charlie Appleby. About got two, two world class horses in good form. Um, you know, coming into this race, they drew well. They both figure to get nice trips. Um, you know, Nation's Pride's got some tactical speed. He's not going to be too far back. Um, you know, I, I just don't. I think anything else is, is just you know trying to make something out of nothing. I, I don't like any of the horses coming out of the Sycamore. I know Red Knight got a lot of trouble, but Red Knight's really not that good. Right. And, and <laughs> Highland Chief got the perfect trip. I know you liked him that day. Um, and he got a, you know, Johnny Velasquez gave him a, an ideal trip. Um, but I, I really can't say anything out of that race is, is any good. Uh, you know, the the Brazilian horse, I can't really make a case of him. Mistriff, I think Mistriff has seen better days. I don't like what horses have 20 lifetime starts or five-year-olds. They're out of form, and they put blinkers on. To me, that's kind of a desperation. Desperation. Move, like, yeah. shake it up. But I, I don't like him at all. I mean, uh, if he beats me, he beats me. Uh, Masterpiece has never really uh, struck me as a grade one type of horse. Channel makers seen better days. You know, it, you just get it's the process of elimination. Yeah. Um, you know, Broom is Broom has always been kind of a a, a second tier European horse. Um, I mean that that's. I mean, I think this is the one race where Appleby is is most likely to win, even more than the other races, just because he's got two really good horses who are in form, one capable. And uh, for a four million dollar race, there aren't a whole lot of other ones that that are uh, credentialed like that. So uh, that that leaves us with the final, hmm. the classic, tough race, man. Sounds like Happy Saver might not make it. Yeah, I know that they were quarter crack, right? with the, uh, quarter crack. Um. Which under normal circumstances wouldn't be a big deal, but uh, I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, he wasn't real good last time. I, 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 that was a race that I thought he was finally going to 
going to get in the win column in the, the Lucas Classic. And he, he had a pretty good trip, and um, Sonny Leon kind of bitched him out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he, he just got to the spot. and Yeah, and, and he really didn't have much, uh, much kick in the end. Uh, maybe the quarter crack, maybe that's been an ongoing issue that bothers him. But, um, you know, he's him not being in the race isn't going to really affect it. Uh, I mean, I think life is good. It's going to have a two-length lead going to the first turn. I think flight line is going to be lapped on uh, going down the backside. I think those two are going to be two or three lengths ahead of everybody else. Um, they're both <laughs> sprinters that can stretch out. They both have sprinter speed that no one else really does. Uh, and why else would anyone want to be involved in that duel? I mean, if you're in this race and you're riding the race or you're the connection to the race, that's what you want. You you want to see life is good and flight line hook up and, yep. and go head and head as long as they can keep going head and head, because that's the chance that you have is that, um, you know, one or the other uh, finally breaks, you know, or stops, but it gets gets uh, softened up. So, I mean, to me, that that's how that race is going to play out. Um, life is good. Drew the inside. He has to go. He's probably going to go anyways. When has he not gone? <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the the idea that table is going to be like someone was. Pointing well, table. I said, table. Why, why would table be involved in a, a speed duel between Jackie's or between life is good and, and flight line? Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, the only other one that could kind of go would be Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah, Hot Rod Charlie can't go with them horses, right? That's what I mean. He's the only other alternative to that. Yeah, he's not nearly fast enough. No, nor would he, nor, nor would they, should they want to be close to those. You can't get involved in that duet. That's a clash of titans. Um, you don't want that smoke and everybody kind of thinks that flight line is just going to run by life is good I I don't think so I don't think he's going to run by life is good like everyone thinks he he might wear him down he might get him maybe he's uh, I mean he's by tap it maybe he really you know has a little bit more distance ability than life is good does I mean life is good as by into mischief and into mischiefs just aren't really mile and a quarter horses for the most part, but um, I, I think flight line is going to be tested. Mm. I think so too. And, this is by far the best field he's faced in general. Like, so he he's going to probably get it from a couple of angles here. You know, horses up front, aka life is good, and then horses from. The middle Olympiad epicenter, and if it heats up enough, you could put Rich Strike in the mix here. He's clearly improved. I didn't think he would ever run a hundred plus buyer again, and he did it the last two times. If he gets any kind of pace to run into, I mean, you have to think that he's a a, a threat. Nah, I, I got no, I got no love for him. He'll really? be so far. He'll be so far behind. I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't think he, you know, the the percentage of me having him win this race is very low. But there there's a few versions of this race where that could happen. 
but I, I mean, I'm really, really interested in Tabo. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, Tabo is the one three-year-old that would appear to still have room to grow, room mm. to get better. Um, Epicenter has been spectacular, and he's clearly the best three-year-old, and he's been very, very good. The question is, how much more improvement does he have in him this year? He's already gotten really good from the spring to the summer, and he really stepped it up at Saratoga in the Jim Dandy uh, and then in the Travers. So is he good enough to, to, to improve again? That, that's my question. Um, you know, I don't like Rich Strike because he only seems to run good at one track. I didn't think his, his Travers was a good race. It was kind of a clunk up. Um, he kind of hung. And I, I just don't think he's going to be near – this track I don't think is going to play f- to his style at all. It's probably going to be tight and fast. And that's you know, and 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 if Leon tries to keep him closer, I think he he risks that ruins it. That'll ruin yes, it. Yes, he risks, and and I think they will. I think they're going to watch the races, and they're going to see a lot of speed, and they're going to see Jackie's Warrior go wire to wire and one hundred eight and two, and they're going to say, "Geez, we can't be too far out of it," and, and and try to change it up. But um, yeah, they they shouldn't do that. They should just run I the think, race. I think flight lines in. And I think that Olympiad's going to clunk up and run second. And that, that life is good is just going to never really crack in a race. He got tired in the race in Dubai because the track was super, super slow. But this might be the first time that he ever just – and I think he got tired in that race. He, he just looked like he slowed down. Mm-hmm. But this this is the first time he's ever going to run against a horse who's just, just as fast as him. Um, and and yet you could you could make that same case with with Flightline as well. Yeah, Flightline's by Tappet, and Tappets can go a mile and a half. He's got that pedigree that says, okay, the distance isn't going to be the problem. Versus, life is good. So, you know that that to me is is. Uh, whoever stays out of the way without getting too far behind, giving himself too much to do, um, t- whether it be Taiba or Olympiad or Hot Rod Charlie. Uh, yeah, the, the thing that, you know, is, is giving me trouble with this race is what is Flightline really going to do? Because I think everybody is under the impression or knows that life is good is going. Flightline necessarily doesn't need to go, but at the same time, they know they don't want life is good loose on the lead. He's going to be right off life is good. He, he's never going to let him out of his sight. Yeah. No, I there's mean, no chance they're going to let him go wire to wire on him. Right. There's that's just that's no- what I'm thinking. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, do they hook up or when do they hook up? Put this it, way. I think they hook up and they get far enough ahead of the other ones where flight line, he might be tired in the end and that maybe he's not going to coast home like he did. Right, last but time. he's not going to blow him away by 20. But I think he's going to be far enough ahead where it doesn't matter. And if you think back to the audible track, mm-hmm. think of the track that audible ran on. 
Yeah. If that's the same track, how are they going to catch those horses? Yeah, that's true. And that's that's where the track plays a part in it. And that, you know, and I think Epicenter might be at a disadvantage on that, on that sort of, sort of surface. Right, and it would favor um, Olympiad more in that sense. But yeah, either, either way, you're probably not going to make a whole lot of money in this race if, if the horse is one to five or two to five or three to five wins. It was um, going to be a show, but um, going to be something to see. I mean, this to me, this race is very, very difficult, and I don't think it's um, as simple as flight line dusting these horses for fun. I mean, honestly, if life is good was not in this race, this would not be a good race. No, because Flightline would be loose on the lead. He'd be able to make his pace, and and you'd get in a situation, uh, sort of like last year. And you know, people have short memories and they forget. But we were preaching for months that Nick Skull was going to be clear in the Classic because there's no one else that had sprinter speed like him and that anybody that, that tried to go with him would be sacrificing themselves. And wh- why would anyone do that? Why would Medina Spears sacrifice himself to set it up for someone else? That never made any sense. That never made any sense. And people, even after the race, wanted to argue. <laughs> and, you know, if that scenario, if, if life is good, is not in this race then that's flight line and, and he, he's going to be loose and, and like who would sacrifice themselves to try to beat them? No one. It's a $6 million race. Right. And I would, I would think Tyba would just kind of coast right behind him and, and yeah, say, every, everybody, it'd be like everybody's choo-choo train. They, they choo-choo train it until the top of the stretch and then try to beat each other for second. <laughs> no, it, it'd be like, uh, you know, bulldog Hanover. Everybody wants to get in the two hole behind them. Nobody wants to go first up against them because they know what they're going to get. Everybody wants to sit behind them. So that, that's exactly what would happen. In this case, with the two horses being in the race, everybody wants to be in the three or the four hole. But they don't want to be too close to the pace because they don't want to get chewed up if they go 44 to the, the 45 to the half. And it's entirely possible they go half mile 45 seconds. It is entirely possible that that happens. Now, that's, that's where... I say that that actually is beneficial for Rich Strike. Yeah, but I just don't think uh, Rich Strike can. It, it just it's not the right track. Yeah, no, I feel you. So it's just you know, Rich Strike's one prayer to get a piece of this purse is sit last and make one run. Mm-hmm. I mean, chasing is not going to. He he chased. You know. B team horses in the last race, and he survived. But Hot Rod Charlie's going to get smokestacked here. <laughs> he got smokestacked against Life Is Good in the Whitney, and that was just against Life Is Good, right? And that and that was over a, a little bit of a deep, you know, track. And I I, I do I think Epicenter is at a disadvantage. On this, uh, on how, and, and you know, we're projecting how the track is going to be. We don't really know, but it's it's just hard to believe that Flightline is your, um, is your star, 
He's a California horse that's never run on a track that has anything but quick. It, it's just hard to believe that the track would not be, um, you know. Yeah, I think Epicenter in, to, to do anything in this race would have to kind of really make a conscious effort to stay a little further back. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to stalk. Because he could get in that same situation where he chases a really fast he, pace. And, and, you know, either, you know, or you could make the case that the track's going to carry him home. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's a tough scenario. But, I mean, by that time, we'll have two days worth of uh, results that, that we'll be able to, you know, check. I mean, all of the undercard races are, tur- are dirt races, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of dirt races to sample from by that time on uh saturday night yeah is there a reason why they're not running there on tomorrow churchill's dates this breeders cup is a is a excuse me a week later than the last breeders cup that was at keeneland uh so they're into you know these dates are actually churchill's dates that they gave up so that they could run the two breeders cup days um that's why they're running at uh at Churchill this week because you know we're we're into Churchill's dates. Keeneland runs the exact same. Keeneland not only runs the exact same number of days, they run the exact same number of races <laughs> every year. <laughs> the exact same. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering why they weren't running, but now that all makes sense. Yeah, Churchill's not giving up no days. <laughs> Yeah, hell no. They gave up. They oh, we gave up the two Breeders' Cup days. We ain't giving up the Thursday. Nobody. It's probably a good thing, anyways, to get you know get the get everything ready for the for the big day. It's gonna be cramped. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. It's gonna be cramped. I mean, it was cramped last Friday when I was there, and all the stuff wasn't even up and and ready, but. Um, it's going to be warm. So, I mean, you look at the first November, or first week in November in Kentucky, and, and the weather could be literally anything. <laughs> it could be 12, you know. But um, it looks like it's going to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be good weather. So, so anyway, anybody who made it this far, thank you for listening. We were going to split it up, but... Uh, we're too nervous. We have technical issues, and uh, we lost Jay. We didn't get Jay, and we lost Jay. But uh, we do appreciate you listening, and and we do have a couple um previews out. So if you want to check those out, going in circles dot substack, uh, going in substack dot com. Um, we check that out. We'll have. Fridays is out. Uh, the first five for Saturday will be out tomorrow morning, and hopefully sometime tomorrow afternoon, the rest of them will be out. Uh, I'm sorry if you do read it in advance when you get to the sprint. I just kind of make fun of everybody instead of analyzing the race. But, uh, you know, humor helps sometimes. But, um, yeah, it's a, it should be a really good card. And, you know, have a good void chalk. And, and cash uh, him, cash him. Best of luck to our man, Hooves, Matt. <laughs>
And mm-hmm. the big the BCBC, you're, that's who we're looking for. That's our guy. He's a bomb player. He's a bomb player. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he never he never met a thirty to one shot he didn't like. So that's what I'm saying. With no hesitation either. He's like, okay, I like that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, all right, sounds great, Barry. Thank you, Jason. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, Your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the freshman stallion of the year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it three for three, winning the $400,000 springboard mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is... Your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out.